Back. We're hey. back. <laughs> Steve, great to see you. Good I to see you, you as always. Week. Yes. Don't lie. Don't lie. You didn't even think about me once, man. <laughs> no. Who are you? Why am I here? Exactly. After a week exactly. at the beach. Can you, see, can you see I've been at the beach for a week? This deep, dark <laughs> so, tan? I certainly cannot see that you've been to the beach no. for the week. But, uh, Good. That's, but more that's importantly, a success though, story. Uh, uh, yeah. But more importantly, man, how, how was your week off? I know you... Uh, you were enthusiastically looking forward to uh, disconnecting, not doing yeah. anything. How was it spending time with the family? And, you know, great. How, how was everything? It was it was really beyond expectations. I, I needed to get away. I think everybody That's needs fantastic. to find time to do this. And it uh, was something we didn't take lightly. We took a very careful consideration about whether we should go on vacation to a beach resort during a pandemic mm -hmm. and I'm really glad we did because we found a place that was fairly isolated from people. We spent all our time just in our rental property and then also with this short little path, short little walk to the beach. And we were in an area that was a, a, away from the public beach access. So we had mm. pretty much oh, as much space as we needed. Uh, we were worried about, you know, people setting up camp next to us or things like that, which you see these pictures on the news, which is happening everywhere. Uh, but we were very fortunate, very thankful to find a place where we could pretty much stay just isolated in our little bubble. And uh, I was able to turn it off, turn turn off work, turn off broadcasts, podcasts, video. And it really helped my brain reset. I don't know if you, I, I don't know if I know what a brain reset really is until I experienced it. It took a couple days and, uh, you know, I would occasionally slip back or I'd check, you know, a news flash would come across my phone about the coronavirus or spikes or something going on. And, I, and it would send me kind of back down that road of, of real world anxiety and worry. But then I would just say, you know, I, that'll take care of itself. Let's just stare at the ocean and listen to the ocean <laughs> crashing against the beach. It's awesome. And man. literally it's just, awesome. just shut it down. And, and, um, it did, it did happen. It did play, pay off. So I felt good, very relaxed. And, and thank you for letting me have that time away. I know, I know it was a sacrifice <laughs> for you, right? What did you do last week while I was gone? I mean, beside pining for you, um, yes, yes. You know. <laughs> crying in your Cheerios. Um, I, uh, I find it, I find it interesting and I say interesting in a number of things, you know, you and I have, you know, we first got involved with this because we wanted to do something for ourselves to but also share and provide a platform for people to come and have a conversation about workplace through the pandemic and what that means, you know? Um, and both of us have sort of relied on each other to be that sort of, you know, you know, shoulder to, to, to sort of help each other. Right. You know, sure, I, was absolutely. Say, I, I was going to say sort of a cry. I don't think we've got to that point just yet, Not but yet. we've certainly had it. We've certainly had our emotional Almost roller coasters. There. Right. And um, last week I actually found it. I was, I was happy to have the break. Um, from the mornings. Absolutely. It was, it was nice not having to get up at the, you know, early in the morning, have that pressure of getting everything ready. And, and, you know, it does not that this takes that much out of us or, or, you know, it takes a lot of um, preparation. It doesn't because most people can tell we're not prepared ever, but, um, <laughs> but in That's essence, true. what I, what I find though, and what I find during the week was how unproductive I was the rest of the day when I don't mm. do this. Mm -hmm. And it, it really, really resonated to me um i think it was probably like about by, by wednesday and, and part of it is we're coming up to the holiday week so you don't know how much that played into it also 
right um things were slowing down there was other activities going on people were i think i think a lot of people needed a little break um and i think this weekend provided that to a lot of people but i um but i did find it tough to maintain my productivity levels um when i don't do this because this just gets me on it gets me set up and you get into that routine and that was something that sort of that i did i did notice yeah the importance of routine is something we can't underestimate because yeah i that was my understanding even before we started this three months ago four months ago whatever it was that that if I don't get myself established into a routine, especially as a remote worker, and I think many people mm -hmm. are discovering this as they've had to relearn what productivity means to them and working in this work from home environment, quarantine life, if they weren't used to it before, if they didn't have a established workspace at home, for example, and, and set up, they had to now establish new habits and routines. And I think that's where we are now, right? Do you think we're in this phase of this is the new reality remember we talked in the beginning about what's the new normal going to be or when's the new normal going to be and we had this mindset where we were in this temporary situation it was a crisis we all were sent home and we all had to figure things out as far as just to stay somewhat functional for a period of time first it was going to be a couple of weeks and it was a couple of months but do you think people are now making the shift that this is now my life this is my work and this is my integration of my work-life balance and and if we didn't plan properly if we didn't really make established routines like we we're i'm so thankful as you said i'm so thankful we established this routine of an 8 a.m morning chat to get things started i'm i'm showered i'm ready to go whether i have other things going on as far as zoom calls or other meetings during the day i have this every day so it gets me going gets me productive gets me rolling and then whether I go into another Zoom call at, at uh, nine or if I, it, it's not till two, I, I've, I've definitely got myself into a routine. Whereas, like you say, if I didn't have this and I knew my first call wasn't until two, I might be a little slower out of the gates in the morning. I might not shower yeah. right away. I might yeah. be uh, losing hours of, of potential productivity time. So I wonder if people out there watching have found themselves, and I wonder what your routines are, folks, if you could share with us in the comments yeah. as far as yeah. what you've done to really establish new habits and new routines and, and are they all bad or good or a mix? I mean, can you identify some of those? That was what I thought about on the beach and we can get more into this later, but you know, just some of those bigger picture thoughts of, of where we are living our life during a pandemic. And I, I really think we're in a place where that's the new reality. And, and now we've got to find ways to make the most of this life during a pandemic what do you yeah. think i mean yeah is, is it still kind of are you still in, in crisis mode or do you think you've settled into a a new normal no I, I think i've settled into a new normal um and my new normal probably you know the new normal for each person is going to be i think very different um i think there's going to be those the new normal is actually where they just stay in and they don't go out i think there's going to be a new normal where people just go on living their lives as they were before and there's going to be a new normal for people that are actually a little cautious but prepared to go out do things um interact with other people maintaining distance wearing masks and doing whatever they feel they need to do to be out and participating in in a social environment um and uh and i think it it's i almost think as well as we look across the us and the various states i think what new york san francisco you know um 
New Jersey, Connecticut, what well, they all went through initially. I think the other states are now going through that reality check, if, if, if that's the right thing to say, in a sense of because it's really bringing home to them, I think, what sort of the New York mindset was, um, you know, initially. And San Francisco, Virginia, where you are, D.C., you know, the large cities on, on the eastern seaboard. Um and I think those reality checks are gonna are gonna swing. You know, a lot of people went from New York down to down to Florida, down to the you know the Sun States and uh, Texas, and, and just like I think some of those things are now are now changing some perspectives. So it'll be interesting to see what that new normal goes, looks like. But certainly for myself, when I think about you know what my new normal looks like, my new normal, yeah, I think I'm in this, and I think I'm in this for you know uh, an extended period, to be honest. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, too, because it's not just our work normal, but it's life. That's why I think I was saying my yeah, new phrase yeah. is going to be life during a pandemic, living mm. through a pandemic. And that's going to be a, a bigger picture years kind of experience that we're going to look back on. Remember the year 2020 and 2021 during the COVID-19 pandemic. And what was life like? Did you Did you just sit at home all day? Did you go out? Did you interact with people and and everybody like you say is going to have a different take and i think it's evolving and people are experiencing and learning the reality of it and as it touches people's lives you know you get to know people who have experienced the, this terrible disease and some are fine some are you know obviously uh, sadly losing their lives over it it's it's a very mm. serious matter but it's like like i guess the big thing i've realized and being that we're coming off of Independence Day weekend and holiday July 4th. America is unique in this world. America, United States of America is that, a United States of America. It's like 50 countries in one. So where you saw other parts of the world deal with the issue of the COVID-19 pandemic in one way, collectively as a country, you saw our country deal with it almost 50 different ways with different governors, different mm -hmm. local leaders, and that's what, you know, in a way makes America great. I think it does. We, we have this kind of very unique uh, setup where we all have states rights as well as a federal uh, system of governance. So again, without getting down the road of politics, it's not about politics. It's more about just the American way and the ideal. And we obviously are very flawed. We have things we're working on as a, as a people, as a society. Well, we have some great things about us that makes us unique and it's our freedoms and it's our ability to uh, govern ourselves. And that's why you were kind of alluding to, as you said, each individual is yeah. going to be making choices and, and you see the results of that. Some, some ways, you know, we are actually, um, because we do allow freedom, we allow people to make choices that, that may you know, harm themselves or may even harm others. And that's what's the really delicate, difficult situation here is that now if we don't take things, uh, as a society collectively, if we have that kind of selfish ambition that, that does sometimes make us great, it also can, can help uh, create an environment where other people are hurt by others' selfishness. So there's all kinds of complex issues here. And those are some of the things I was thinking about on the beach is that the idea of, of leadership during this time of a pandemic, during this time in our society, where there are so many different viewpoints and so many different opinions and so many different experiences in the American experience that to be a leader during this time is, is very difficult, whether you're a local leader, a corporate leader, 
uh, a national leader, uh, you know, what have you, you could see that they've all struggled with it. And I'm not pointing fingers at anybody in particular or any particular party. Again, this is not political. It's more just human beings trying to navigate a very complex situation. Uh, and leadership is, is challenging. And I have some thoughts on how we can be all better leaders in our little world, in our little community. You and I have our small influence mm -hmm. in, in our world that we get to talk to. And I want to be more deliberate about that. I think that's one mm. thing I'm going to try to do going forward is, is be more deliberate about how to lead, not because I have all the answers, but because I want to um, be a positive influence uh, with my community and, and help people along through the life of a pandemic. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. It's, it sounds like you've had a very reflective week. Mm. Um, uh, a lot of pondering, a lot of questions you've asked yourself and I look forward to unpacking some of those things over the next the next few days, Mike. And uh, yeah, um, and, and I did, I, I know you went to Delaware and I did see shortly, it was either the day you were leaving or the day before, I can't remember what it was, it went to a red state, right? Where basically yep. it was spiking and I was just like, oh my goodness, I hope I hope he's okay. I hope, it, you know, because I, I know you had concerns, but I'm glad you went and you were able to enjoy yourself. Um, what's kind of interesting and then sort of, sort of dig into a little bit and divert into the title for today's show, um, but I want to open up with a little anecdote because we've talked about data and we've talked about data privacy and sort of how open we are to providing our employers with data. And we've often said that we're, you know, people are prepared to provide data when there is a benefit to them, right? This weekend in the UK, uh, pubs opened so people could go back to bars. And the bars opened at 6 a.m. I believe it was Saturday. I believe it was Saturday morning, 6 a.m. The pubs opened. There were lines around the corner for all these pubs open at 6 a.m. Wow. To get into the pub, you had to provide your name, your address, your phone number, your email, your driving license. You had to provide all this data for people really? to get in. And, you know, the elements of it was so that, you know, if something did happen, you could be contact traced, contact, contact traced. Yeah. And, um, but more importantly, and what was more interesting was uh, the amount of information that people were prepared to give up to actually go into the pub and socialize with their friends. Now, at 6 a.m., I don't <laughs> think people were there just to, to drink beer. It's more of the socialization, sure. something that yeah. they've missed for, for months, right? But um, it's really interesting that sort of we think about that, you know, would those same people provide the same information to their employer to go into the office. And it was just something that absolutely fascinated me this weekend, mm. you know? But, uh... Yeah, totally. Yeah, interesting. I didn't know that story. And I'm uh, totally mm. out of touch with all the kind of current right. events other than things are spiking. And you mentioned in the area where I was, the bars were all closed because there had been cases of COVID reported, 100 new cases. Of, and, and again, that's what's interesting about reading the news and, and kind of putting things into context because I was at the same beach where those cases were spiking, but I was living in a, a different existence. I wasn't mm. going to bars. I wasn't hanging out, ignoring, you know, the protocols of wearing a mask and social distancing, but many were, and those were the folks that were put putting themselves and others in danger. And again, I'm not here to make uh, blanket statements about what's right, what's wrong, but I was able to live and navigate this experience by going to, the same geographic location, but living it differently. I, I mm. was in my home with my immediate family and walking to the beach and back pretty much. That was it. A couple trips to the grocery store, the kids made, but, but yeah, that, that is interesting when in the UK with the, with the bars, 
everybody making their decision. That's what's going on throughout this country. And then with the tie into the workplace, I mean, what are the, what's the news, Steve? What's going on as far as in New York City? We reopened a couple of weeks ago, phase one, offices were allowed to reopen. Is there any reporting? And again, I got to catch up on a lot of reading here, but have you yeah, heard yeah. or got a sense that how many people are going back, if, if at all? And, and is it the employer saying, you're free to make this choice, keep working from home or come back into the office, so, we're open for business? So what, what, what I've seen, uh, when I'm sort of, uh, as I sort of go, you know, speak through the, my networks and I speak to my peers and, and I speak with, you know, brokers in, in various geographies across, across the planet, really. Um, what, I, what I'm hearing is offices are opening. They're opening, obviously, with uh, various degree of standards based on CDC and local regulation. Right. And what I'm finding is that very, very few people are going into the office. Now, this this stretches. It's almost the statistics. You go, well, okay, perhaps this is in locations where things are spiking. Perhaps this is locations where you have um, almost what we would say almost zero infections, like Australia, where I think it's like thought. You know, it's like you know thousands of people. When I say thousands, I mean three or four thousand cases in the whole of Australia, mm-hmm. and they're talking about a spike. And the spike you're you're talking about the beach where you were was in the hundreds. Their spike is in the tens, you're right? right. And, and and that's how they're managing things, right? But even in Australia. The actual amount of people going into the office is so low, single digit percentages. And wow. I just wonder what that means for the long term effect of the workplace. I don't know if things will change or people are basically voting with their feet in the sense of I actually kind of like the way my life is today. I like that I can get up. I don't have to commute. I don't have to put myself through whatever it is I need to put myself through to get into the office, to sit in a sterile environment, to then sit there at my desk for a period of time and then make myself on my way back home again. I don't know if my friends that I want to socialize with outside of the office in that you know um, setting will be there or whether or not I'm just going to go in and come home again. I don't know, but these it's, it's, it's still early. But all indications are, like we've said before, it's like who wants to go into an office and operate in that environment? And the flip side of it is, you know, we see as soon as as soon as states or cities open up, you see these spikes. It doesn't and it isn't straight away. It is usually six to eight weeks after something opens up. So you take, you know, you note that, you know, the UK opened first weekend in July. Let's see what what it looks like, you know, six weeks from today. Um, and I think if you went back to Georgia, to Florida, and you went back to whenever they first started open up, I think that's when you started to see the spikes. Now, what I don't know from a workplace perspective, what is the long-term impact of this? I think it's going to be tough for employees to, um, and also for leaders, I mean, in both, both ways, I think for everybody, what is the right decision? How do you do this? How do how do organizations progress, and what what actually happens to the real estate industry as a, as a whole as we move forward? Yeah, that's the question, Steve. I have for you is why do we go to the office? And that's what we have to think about. And we, as workplace leaders, this is where there's an opportunity. We have to rethink, or maybe just be more deliberate about expressing and communicating 
the value of the workplace. And it's something that many in our industry have done. Many of the people you've interviewed, I've interviewed are very thoughtful people. Many of us just go about our routine and do what we've always done. Show, show up at the office at the appropriate time, go to conferences, go to other meetings. And we didn't have to think about it. Now we're all hyper aware that there are risks going out of our homes and into a workplace setting with other people. Well, there again, we always have to keep in mind, and I'm hoping that we get into this phase, and this is what I experienced last week, by going on vacation during a pandemic, I went on vacation in a way that was slightly different than I used to. You know, There are certain things we didn't do that we normally would do, go to big crowded boardwalk areas, go get an ice cream cone, you know, with people packed around us waiting for that ice cream cone, things like that. There are inconveniences I missed out on, but to me, the risk reward wasn't there. I'm okay skipping that, bringing some ice cream home and having that, that experience with my immediate family. So take that idea of why do we go to the workplace? You said it very well. If it's just to sit and be there doing work that I could do at home, I'm not gonna do it. But why did I go to the beach at all? Why did I leave and drive four hours from my home in Virginia to the Delaware beach was because I wanted to get to a place where I could do something and experience something that I could not experience in my driveway or in my backyard on yep. my porch, yep. the beach sitting there and listening to the ocean crash against the shoreline and the sounds and the relaxation and the, and the time away and, and the, the time with my family playing games in the house and watching some TV shows and things like that. So why do we go to work? Why do we go to the office? If we can't communicate that as workplace leaders to our workforce, I think you're right. There's going to be a very difficult time getting people to come back and experience. But if we can, if we can give them the equivalent of, remember the reason you, you came to work, the reason you came to the office for this unique experience, the workplace experience, the employee experience that you can't get at home, that you're missing out on the opportunities to socialize and collaborate and other ways we can express and communicate that it can be done safely and and still allow people to experience those things that they used to find valuable i think that's the key going forward yeah and it will it will be a, a challenge it's going to be interesting to see how it goes but do you see an opportunity there or i mean i i think the idea that the office is going to go away is is not realistic i think there are so right. many things we've discussed here that people need that place to go, not for the head down individual work, but for these other types of experiences, collaboration, innovation, creativity, uh, team, teams, projects, moving towards something, those things, and, and social experiences, the, the interaction, the celebration, the, the reason we're people. It's like, that's why I was willing to take a risk and do what I did last week. And I think people will take risks and and again, the longer this goes on, the more data comes in, the bigger, you know, we can put things in perspective, but that's where we need leadership. Explain to us that yeah. a spike in Australia <laughs> is 10 people and not thousands of people. When you hear the news saying coronavirus spiking, everybody gets scared and I don't want to be a part yeah. of that. And then it's yeah. also yeah. case counts spiking, but what, but where's the treatment? Where are we with treatment? Where are we with the actual outcomes of people who have had the disease? Do you see the death count spiking? as well. So far, thankfully, not so much from what I can tell. Again, I haven't checked the stats for a while, but case counts were going way up, but but it's younger people getting the disease and therefore they're recovering quickly or are being almost, you know, asymptomatic in many ways. So there's there's a bigger picture here. And that's what we need leaders to do is explain to us 
what the data means and, and how we can then use it to, to move forward. Yeah, and, and you, you touched on something there that was going through my head. And it is about, you know, what lessons can we learn as we look around and we see people prepared to take risks or, you know, do things that they maybe wouldn't typically do as in an office environment. What I mean by that is, so why are the people in the UK lining up at 6 a.m. to go and hang out with their buddies to go and drink, uh, you know, some beer at 6 a.m. in the morning? Like, why, why are they doing that? It's all about social interaction, right? That that's what it is all about. Mm. So as as well as workplace, as organizations, you know, how what lessons can we take from there and actually bring that to the workplace? And I'm not saying we go and put bars in workplaces, that's not what I'm saying. But in essence, it's 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 the social interaction that people are prepared to push themselves forward, right? The one thing that everyone says that they miss about the office is the social interaction with their team. Right. So if you want to entice people back to the office, how do you create an environment that actually allows them to feel they're going to get those social interactions? And maybe initially the office isn't a place where you go to do work. It's a place where you go to hang out with your team. Work will naturally come from your team being together, but the purpose is to bring the team together. That's the purpose. That's the that's the that's the incentive that's the enticement that's the inducement the outcome will be the team will work on things that they want to work on because workmates teammates they, that's what actually just happens and uh, you know is there lessons that we can learn and are there other things so your experience of going and getting away from your normal environment because you can do different things in that environment on vacation that you can't do at home. So what are the things that we can do differently in a workplace that again, that is that sort of incentivizes people to travel those four hours. Granted, we won't travel four hours to the office. Some people may, that's okay. But in essence, it's, it's take the lessons, right? What are the trigger points? What are the inducements enticements to bring people together? Because, you know, the, there's no doubting that teams together blossom together, right? And, and that's, that, that's well known, but well known. But it's also, if we want offices to, to, to move forward, to grow and people to come back, we have to think, look at alternative ways and uh, alternative habits to, to, to bring people back to the office. What do you think about those thoughts? Totally. And I think it's the same question that we're going to have when it comes to reviving the conference experience or yep. other types of work related gatherings. I think yeah. that I am excited to see someone, you know, really paint a picture that we can create that environment of safe protocols, but also allow us to experience the, the, the value of a conference setting. And that's something that I think I miss. And I think we have not yet seen anyone replicated online effectively. I don't know if you've had any experiences yet that have, you know, we talked about this months ago that someone's gonna come up with an innovative way to do an online conference. And there's a couple of big ones coming up. I know Cornet is doing some things in the, in the weeks and months to come, as well as future offices and some other organizations that I've been affiliated with and worked with. I'm anxious to see what they've been working on mm -hmm. these last few months, because I know that, that yeah. they depend on these conferences to be successful as organizations. So. That type of thing is going to be interesting, but also, you know, yeah, you're right that 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 social piece is is something as human beings we are really missing, and 
the idea of getting out of our routine, which is now four months old, the quarantine life, if we want to continue to call it that, finding a way to, for our own mental health and our own well-being, you know, break that routine and do something like take a vacation, but that's something that's not really, I wish I could go to the beach every week, but, or every other week or something <laughs> yeah, like that yeah. or every month. And, and that's just not realistic. So sometime, <clears throat> some way of mixing things up and having those trips to the office or having those trips to a, uh, a shared space. And maybe it's building extensions, you know, more outdoor places to meet as, as businesses. Is there, I mean, that's going to be tough in a place like New York city, but I can imagine in other parts of the country that we could have, uh, you know, outdoor meetings and, and depending on the weather and so forth. But, but anything we can do to to allow people to experience that human interaction again uh, is going to be essential in the long term. And again, this is yeah. a long term pers- perspective uh, situation. Yeah, and, and I also, I mean, I've, I sort of had some thoughts about this, and I, I did speak to with Andrew Mawson about it. Sort of like perspectives, ping pong and back ideas and concepts about what would the office will look like in the future. And one of the things we suggested, we talked about, is like you know does a day in the office look like where your first two, three hours is, you know, 10 pin bowling, it's, it's paint bowling, it's doing stuff that actually brings the team together and sort of generates fun and camaraderie. And then the rest of the day is where you have a meal and then you do some project work. And that's what the day in the office looks like. You don't do that every day, obviously, but then you're being selective about when your team comes into the office, your entire team comes into the office and there's an energy formed and there's a bonding in that. And then the rest of the time, you know, you can leave it, you know, two, three, four weeks, that energy that gets created in those moments actually sticks and bonds that team for, for a little while after. Now, whether that's, you know, that's just a ridiculous kind of thought or, or opportunity for people no, but I then like it's it. like okay so yeah so i don't i don't know whether or not that's something that will that will you know will will grab people will grasp or whether organizations will think that's that's a little too much but in essence if you could bring a team of you know 20 people together on a get you know once a month where everyone's going to be in and you know you're going to create this bonding session and then you're going to allow everyone to sort of let those creative juices flow and see what comes off it you know but, yeah, uh, I like the idea. But anyway, I think that but I'm anyway, hoping this, this beach trip has uh, allowed me to have a little energy. For <laughs> no, the next I'm month looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, I'm looking forward to hear more about your, your, some of your thoughts, and we'll, we'll definitely get touching on some of your, uh, the questions that you asked yourself, and we can sort of have, have a share for those. But our time is up, man. It just flown oh, by. Crazy. But, uh, great, great to see you again. Great to have you back. Great to chat Thank with you, you this morning, and Good I look to forward to chatting tomorrow. See you, Steve. All right.